test, we're um, entering into the Old Testament survey um, class. So we just got out of the New Testament, uh, which took, took us about, uh, I guess about three to four months to finish. Um, and so this one will probably take um, about the same amount of time, um, depending on the pace. So we're just trying to establish a pace to make sure that we're not going too fast or too slow. Um, so um, let me know um, throughout the course um, how things are going for you and if the reading's difficult or at any time if you have any questions or concerns, you can always um, let me know that, okay? So um, first I want to uh, just jump in and go over some preliminaries and do some housekeeping um, and then we'll hop right into our lesson here. So let me share the screen. What just happened here? Okay, here it is. Um, real quick, does Intro to the Bible start this coming Monday or is it the next Monday or when does it start? Yeah, I'll go into that. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I'll go ahead and hop into it. So yeah, um, Introduction to the Bible starts this Monday at 6.30, from 6.30 to 7.30. Um, so if you all are interested in joining um, that class, um, you can definitely do so. Um, just go ahead and sign up on, on the website. So we're going to be talking about, you know, what is the Bible and how did we even get 66 books and how come there are some Bibles that have more books um, than we do. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about um, throughout history, how um, how they, you know, taken out books and put books back in. We're going to talk about um, Christianity and how that came on the scene and things, things of that sort. So if you're interested in taking that, um, it starts at 6.30, 6.30, and Or if you can't um, come on Monday, you can always um, view on, on YouTube the videos um, in order to receive credit. You would just have to fill out the little form that's on the site to let me know that you've uh, watched the video and some pointers from the video to receive credit. Okay, so um, with this class, um, the Old Testament class, um, we're from um, 930 to 1030-ish. <laughs> we always kind of run over just a little bit um, because the discussion gets good. Um, so um, if you um, need books, um, I have the books. And if you need books sent to you, you could definitely shoot me a message, uh, shoot me an email and let me know where to send the book. Um, so if you see me today or if you see somebody that that goes to our church and you can link up with them to receive um, a copy of the book, um, you could do that as well. But you must be registered in order to receive a book because I go off the, the registered count of how many books I should order. OK, so um, like I said, this class is probably about three to four months or so because we're going to actually go through each book of the Old Testament, just giving the who, what, when, why, and how of the book. Um, so we're not going into deep scriptures and, and doing um, and deep interpretation, but we are going to just give you all a feel and an overview of what's in the Old Testament. And so we did that for the New Testament. And so uh, by the end of the Old Testament, for those who've been with me since the new, well, you can say that I went through the whole entire Bible and understanding and going through the who, what, when, and uh, why of scripture. So learning the, the author, the purpose, uh, the basic outline, uh, the structure of each book of the Bible. And then we'll, because um, we're, what we're doing is we're building, we're building layers 
of um, understanding. And so right now we are on the structure of um, content. So we're um, trying to get an understanding of Bible content and structure. So that's why we're doing survey levels, to, just to um, get you all an understanding and let you know what's in the scriptures. Um, and so from, from that, we, we've done intro to the Bible before, but I'm running it again. And so when you take intro to the Bible, we took Bible study methods uh, we we're doing Old Testament survey and then we already did New Testament survey and then we're going we're going um, deeper into into the levels of, of the scriptures. Um, and so we did survey of the Gospels already. And then um, I'm thinking maybe after the Old Testament survey, I'm going to do the survey of the Pentateuch. So we look at the first five books of the Bible and really understand why they, they are called the Pentateuch and the connection with them. Um, and then from intro to the Bible, I'm thinking of maybe going into Jewish history, actually, rather than church history. But um, I'm still trying to decide uh, what what way I want to go, or maybe just repeat Bible study methods for those who mi missed it. Uh, I'm still trying to figure figure that out. But as you see, this is kind of our structure. This is kind of our part one of understanding content and structure um, of the Bible, so that we can um, have an understanding of what is in Scripture. Um, if you guys weren't um, uh, if you guys weren't uh, present on Sunday or heard the sermon on Sunday when um, Lindsay taught, he said, in order to, you know, if you're going to pray, if you're going to seek the Lord, you, you got to have an understanding of scripture. You got to know the Bible. And so this is our, our way of learning the Bible, um, learning the ins and outs of the Bible, um, looking at it from a Jewish perspective and understanding what it means um, for us today. And so there's some, um, there's some um, groundwork that we have to do first in order to get to uh, where we want to go, which is application for us. And so uh, remember in Bible study methods, um, Rick Warren, he gave us three, three levels of studying. And the first one is observation. So this right here is observing what's in scripture, um, looking at what's in scripture. And then from, from that um, step we go into interpretation and so that's when we get into um, these level books or, or even um, after these level books we look at individual books of the bible and that's where you get into interpretation and application and things of that sort so um, there's a method to the madness, but if you stay um, connected, if you stay uh, with the course, I promise you that it's going to be rewarding and it's going to help you um, understand scriptures and to be able to apply it to your life so that we um, as disciples are able to give God glory and in our obedience to his word. Okay. So any questions or concerns um, or comments about what I just talked about, the overview of the TLC program and things of that sort. So we're doing pretty well. Oh, Elder Nano. Hello, Daryl. God bless you. Uh, coming back to class. Um, do we have to pay for the books? What's the cover charge for the books so I can come prepared? <laughs> um, actually, the books are free. The books are uh -huh. free. Uh -huh. I just tore my porch up. You didn't hear me, but I shouted on his porch. Right. So I just I just ask that you all just register. Uh, and then once you register, uh, you will receive receive a book. Now, if you uh, want to donate uh, to the program, uh, the TLC program for the books to remain free uh, for you all, 
you can definitely do so. You're out. Okay, thanks. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, cool. So, uh, yeah, you could definitely do that, so. So we want to okay. thank all of our we want to we want to thank all of our partners for helping <laughs> us to pay for these books because they're free to us because of our partners donating their resources so that we can continue our education in this. Yes. Thank yes. you, partners. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Definitely thank thank the partners that uh, wanted for you all to have this experience and not to be a burden uh, on you financially. Um, and so, uh, yeah, definitely, um, if you want to become a partner in this TLC program by donating, then you can definitely do so. Just make sure you put in the memo TLC program. And, um, I guess I let Trey, well, Tracy's no, she's online now. So, um, on the kiosk, did you put me a spot for TLC program? <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, you guys. I'm sorry. Hold on. I got to turn my alarm off. Hold on. Consider it done. Slot will be in place. You didn't sound excited enough. I think you should try that again. I haven't been awake long enough to sound excited. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I'm excited. <laughs> okay, sorry about that, y'all. I didn't want my house to start going off. Um, okay, so yeah, that's why, yeah, so it's free. Um, any other questions or concerns or comments? All right, cool beans. So we'll go ahead and get started and jump into the program here. Uh, we have some, some newbies online. And so those who are new or those who are coming back, I want to um, welcome you. Um, like I said, um, well, I haven't said it, but uh, with the TLC program, you don't have to be a member um, to be a part. We have actually quite a few people um, who belong to the TLC program and they're not members. So that is always a blessing in that um, we just ask that you will continue to just to be a disciple for um, Jesus did not call for us to be members of a, of a local church, um, but he is calling for us to be disciples. And in that uh, we are a community of believers that come together and to um, discuss the word of God. And so um, this is what gives God glory is for us to make disciples. And so that's what we're doing. Okay. So the, since I know everybody doesn't have a book, I, I believe some people do because I sent them out to you all, but um, I'm going to put the book on the screen so that you walk in, um, see where I'm coming from and things of that sort, okay? So let's go ahead and hop in here. So the purpose of the survey of the Old Testament is to help students to better understand the content of each of the Old Testament book the historical events that give context to them and to answer specific questions that help draw out of the overarching principles contained in the Old Testament. This study will enhance students' understanding of how God's dealing with the nation of Israel is critical to a full comprehension of the Old Testament or Old Covenant based in the death of Jesus Christ, okay? So that is kind of the purpose of this Old Testament, okay? Um, so as a result of laboring or as a result of going through this class, you're going to learn the pattern, the progression, and the unity of the Old Testament. 
And so what in that we're going to understand how the scriptures connect together instead of, um, I don't know about you all, but with my experience, when it comes to the Old Testament, I know a bunch of stories in, in the scriptures, you know, but I don't understand. I didn't understand the connection of that and why the author is, is telling this type of story and things of that sort. So we're going to um, learn about why they connect to the overall arching theme of the Bible, which is God's plan of salvation for the world. And so we're gonna see how these stories connect with that theme there, okay? And so we're going to learn the pattern and progression of unity of scripture, okay? And so the next one is to learn the books and the genres of the Old Testament. So pop quiz, um, someone tell me what is genre? What is a genre when it comes to um, literature? Different categories? Yes, different categories of literature. Thank you, Tanya, for that one. And so when we um, look in the um, Old Testament, there are three categories that we deal with. Um, so the categories are listed up here. And so we have history, we have poetry, and we have prophecy. And so you see the ones that are in red are history, green is poetry, and blue is prophecy here. And so with learning the different genres of scripture, it, um, it, it helps us with the interpretation of scriptures because you don't interpret history the way you interpret poetry, okay? So when it comes to the history of um, the genre uh, of history, the way you interpret it is that it's giving you an account of a particular event or a particular time frame. Okay, but with poet with um, with poetry, poetry is giving you an emotional or intelligent response to an event. And so, when you look at the Book of Psalms and Proverbs and um, Ecclesiastes and things of that sort, it is responding to an event in history. So you'll see like with David, you'll, you'll see in, um, in Psalms 51 when he's um, having remorse and having sorrow about a particular situation that went on in the book of Kings. Okay. And so um, that's how you will kind of connect the scripture. So you will see the event that's going on in, you know, Kings or Chronicles, and there is a corresponding Psalm that tells the emotion or the response from Israel, okay? So that's how, to, how um, it connects. And when you're looking at prophecy, it's, it's giving you a um, divine perspective or it's, it's, um, it's the, the voice of God and he's telling you, he's telling Israel uh, what to do, what not to do, and uh, giving them instructions and things of that sort. And so you wouldn't interpret prophecy the same way you would do history. And so there are rules in, of interpretation. So we're going to definitely uh, kind of touch on that. Um, any questions or concerns about what I just said there? I want to make sure we're all on the same page. Kind of got it. So history gives you a record. Poetry gives you an emotional or intelligent response to an event. And poetry gives you a divine perspective. I mean, uh, and prophecy gives you a divine perspective. Okay. So we're going to go into a little bit deeper, but I just wanted to kind of give you a working definition on that one. Okay. And then the next point is we're going to learn the purpose 
the basic outline and the basic background of each book of the Old Testament. So um, just like we did with the New Testament, we just looked at the purpose, the author, the outline, what's what's in this book here and and the background uh, situation. And so we're going to do the same thing for the Old Testament. And then the last point is to summarize the chron uh, chronology of the major periods of the Old Testament history. So when you're looking at the Old Testament, it is divided into uh, four divisions. And so we're going to um, look at the, the formation, which is the formation of Israel. And so we're gonna look at the prehistory of Israel, which is from Genesis one, through um, through Exodus through about Exodus two that is the prehistory of Israel and then we're going to look at the formation of Israel which what takes place in Exodus twelve uh, through about nineteen uh, when when God is um, forming His people He's giving them the law and He's telling them that there's land that you must um, that you must be a part of or, or must conquer uh, that that is your land is which is the land of Canaan and then um, and then you get into the kingdoms. And so you, that's when the time of the, of the kings, um, wait, I think I'm missing one. Hold on, let me go back here. Okay, you king, yeah, okay. Old Testament, United Kingdom, that's under the kings. And then you'll see, we're gonna learn about the, the divisions of, of, of the um, Israel kingdom and how it divided into the Northern and Southern kingdoms here. And then we're gonna talk about exile when they were kicked out their land by Babylon and they were under Babylonian captivity and Persia um uh, Persia captivity, Greek and Rome captivity. So we we kind of talked about that some, uh, I think sometime last year when we kind of did an intertestamental study. And so we're going to revisit that again um, to make sure that we are okay with that. And so that's, um, so when we're handling the Old Testament, we're going to break it down in sections. So it's easier for you to, to handle instead of just trying to learn about all the 4,000 years of the Old Testament, we want to break it down into smaller sections, okay? So any questions? Um, I just wanted to make a comment that um, United Kingdom here clearly does not mean the current UK. Right, thank you uh, for that note. Oh my, oh yeah. my. <laughs> just in case somebody was wondering, it is not the UK. It's just when Israel was just one kingdom. And so united, they call it the United Kingdom. Okay. So that's when they were one. And then the divided is when they split into the northern and southern kingdoms. Okay. And uh, we'll we'll talk, we'll definitely talk about more um, in that. Okay. So let's go ahead and see what, what we're dealing with here. So this is kind of an outline of of the class, I mean, of the classes that we're going to deal with. Oh, also, if you want um, access to the PowerPoints and to the documents in the introductory email that I sent, um, if you registered, and if you click on the Old Testament survey link, um, and then you click on class one, and then there's a place where it says like download documents, and it will take you to a Google Drive where you see all the charts, you see the PowerPoints and things of that sort. So you're able to download it. Okay. Hey, so I didn't, yeah. Can you resend that email? Because I couldn't find mine and I know Rick couldn't find his either. So is, okay. can you just resend that? 
more than likely it went to a junk to your junk email. So you might want to check there. Uh, what I'll do is I'll I'll drop the link right now in the chat. How about that? And so let me see here. Yeah, let me drop the link in the chat. Yeah, if you're um, new and get, are getting um, emails from me, it might have went into the junk folder. Let me see here. Here is the. Let me just give you. Okay. Come on here. Where is the chat? Oh, okay, the chat duh, up here. It's on this one. Okay. All right. So that's the link to the Old Testament course. And then once you click on that, you click on class one. And then there's a place that says download documents. And you're able to pull up the documents that I am using today. Okay. Uh, there we go. Okay. So, um, so yeah, this... I didn't fix that right. I was adding that and fix it, but it's going to take about 13, about 13 weeks to go through the Old Testament. So I just pray that you guys will hold on uh, to the journey. Uh, so um, yeah, so it's going to, it's going to take a while, but of course we're going through 39 books. So what do you expect? Um, so, but just hang on to the journey. It's going to be interesting. We're going to have fun with it. The, the chats, um, if you have any questions or any thing that you might need some explanation of, um, that's a part of the, the C of TLC is to chat. So teach, learn, and chat. So if you uh, ever, ever you have, um, you wanna say a comment or uh, say a question or things of that sort, you can do that at any time, okay? So um, if that's all right, um, if, never, if, if everything is squared away, we're gonna go ahead and hop in. So I'm just gonna do an introduction and overview of the Old Testament since uh, many, of all, many of you all do not have a book, but when you get the book, there's a section called Introduction Overview and um, definitely read that. And then next week, we're gonna hop into the books, Genesis and Exodus. So definitely read that section as well when you get the book, okay? All right, so let's go ahead and hop in here. Okay, for, for this class, here are the lesson objectives. You're going to be more familiar to the progressive nature of God's revelation. Okay, so um, as Bible students, we must consider the overall approach to the Bible. Okay, so you're, you're either going to look at the Bible in a horizontal view or a diagonal view. So a horizontal view is just looking at scriptures the same. Um, each scripture can apply to me. Um, as long as it's in the Bible, then it's, it's a go for me. Or you can look at it at a progressive um, nature as God is talking to particular people at a particular time. His revelation is growing um, throughout time. And then um, as the church, there is a particular time that God is speaking to me. And I have to see how everything um, from the Old Testament to the church age, how that connects 
um, for me. And so there, there's two ways you can look at it. And so uh, the way that we're going to look at it is the progressive view, is the diagonal view of looking at it, how what it meant for Israel. And uh, does it have anything to do with me today? And so that's, that's the approach we're going to kind of look at scripture when it comes to that, okay? And so um, by doing that, um, you were allowing the power of God, you're allowing the word of God to really uh, be active in your life because now you have a clear understanding of what God is trying to say at a particular time. And so the goal uh, when it comes to Bible study is to obtain the mind of God, is to understand what, what is God's plan for me and what is God's uh, plan for um, his people. And so looking at his progressive plan and how he moved throughout history gives me an understanding of how he would move in my life today. And so in order for us to get to today, we have to understand what happened on yesterday. So that's what we're doing um, in this study. Okay. So point number two is learn more about God, uh, how God has used human vessels in inspiration. Uh, someone tell me what inspiration is. We talked about it uh, quite a bit in New Testament. So someone tell me uh, what does um, inspiration mean? Mm, my Lord. Okay. All right. All right. I hope you all are taking copious notes. <laughs> I hope you all are taking copious notes. I know everybody's moving around getting, getting ready for, for church, but I pray that you all are taking copious notes. So inspiration is simply God's thoughts in human language. God's thoughts in human language, okay? That's what inspiration is. So God inspired prophets and he inspired um, apostles and he inspired uh, uh, people to, to uh, write down what he is saying. And when we get to the section on prophets, we're going to learn about uh, the, the, I think it's like four different types of prophets. You got the writing prophets, you got the non-writing prophets, you got the known prophets, you got the unknown prophets, you have women prophets. And so we're going to look at, look at that. And so there were some prophets that were inspired to write down what God is saying, okay? And so that's how we got our scriptures, through um, inspiration. So if God wants to communicate with us, he did it or he does it through human, a human vessel, okay? And so, and so if God wants for us to know anything about him, he comes down to our level. We can't go up to his level, but we can come down to his level and for him to show us um, his plans and his, and who he is. Okay. So he communicates that through human vessels. Okay. So I hope you guys wrote that down. Inspiration is God's thoughts in human language. Okay. Um, the last point is to become more familiar with the background of the Jewish people. So the scriptures are written to, for, and by the Jews. And us as non-Jews, we have to understand that and respect that. Um, it doesn't negate us at all, um, but this is what God's plan was from the beginning. And so we have to understand why God chose uh the people of Israel and why did he um, take a sample out of the entire world and decided to raise up a people in this manner here. He gave them scripture, he gave them people, he gave them land 
And um, it wasn't just for um, his whole, whole arching, overarching plan was not just to save the Jews, but it's just to save the world. But he started off with this with this group of Jews. And so we're going to understand that and understand the background and understand their history and how it shaped scripture. Okay. So any questions or comments about that? Doing all right. <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and hop in here to our first slide here. So um, this is in actually the first paragraph of the book. And this is something that we talked about um, the last class when I was doing a discussion on um, Revelation and um, even um, uh, Lindsay kind of alluded to it in his message and says a person will never understand the New Testament scriptures if the Old Testament scriptures remains a mystery to him. So we've been taught in our, I don't know about you all, but I've been taught that mm, the Old Testament doesn't really matter. It was it was under the law and um, you really don't need to know the Old Testament and uh, you really need to know the new because that's for the church and things of that sort. And so, but um, in order to understand the New Testament, you must understand the Old Testament because it is alluding to, it is quoting uh, from the foundation of it is from the Old Testament. Testament. Okay. Uh, when we were looking at the book of Revelation, I kept saying like, there are a lot of Old Testament references um, in the book of Revelation, because everybody wants to understand the end times. Everybody wants to understand what's going on and the symbols and the signs and things of that sort. It is all in the Old Testament. Uh, we sing a song uh, that talks about opening of the seals. That is mentioned in the Old Testament. Um, a talk is talking about the land and the, and the deed and the uh, seal of the land. And that's talked about in the Old Testament. And so if we want to understand what is going on in the New Testament, uh, why do we have the old covenant? I mean, the new covenant now, what was the old covenant? Uh, where did the Pharisees and Sadducees come from? And all this stuff, it is all in the Old Testament scriptures, okay? And so um, it says here, yet for the average believer, the pattern, unity, and progression of the Old Testament remains vague or unknown. But to understand God's ways and his purpose for this age and for future ages requires a clear comprehension of the Old Testament scriptures, okay? So here it says, it is true that the New Testament covers the most important error in the history of humanity. Yes, that is true. Um, this can be said simply because it includes the life, the ministry, the death, and the resurrection of the most important person in the history of humanity, with, who is Jesus Christ, um, covering approximately 100 years. So the New Testament covers 100 years of history. The Old Testament, however, covers the period that presents the historical background for his coming um, about 4,000 years. OK, there is uh, so much foundational truth uh, found in the Old Testament, truth that the New Testament writers assume we or the original readers know and understand. OK, so uh, the Old Testament is our foundation in order to understand uh, why Jesus came in the first place. And you see how it covers at least 
4,000 years of history, whereas the New Testament only covers 100 years of history. So we have to understand those 4,000 years. You may think like, geez, 4,000. So that's why we're breaking it up into smaller pieces uh, in order for you to handle them uh, accordingly, okay? And so let's see here. Um, but if, before I go to that slide, but if um, you read um, Jesus's, um, his parables and his teachings to Israel, um, you have to know the Old Testament. Jesus wasn't really teaching anything new. He was expounding on, he was um, giving interpretation, he was correcting teachings that they already knew from the old from the um old covenant scriptures he was um doing he was doing that work and so in order to understand his parables in order to understand his com even his just comments to people it's all taking from the old testament scripture okay so i'm just emphasizing um the importance of um learning old testament scripture okay and so does the the um the author of this book, he emphasizes a lot about the importance of uh, learning um, Old Testament scripture. Okay. Um, let's see here. Let me go to the book real quick. So I hope you guys can, let me see if I can zoom in some. Probably not. Let's see here. I know there is a tool. No, I guess there, I thought there, I thought there was a Zoom option, but there's not. Okay. Um, and so this is on the first page of the book, and I talked about this here. Um, and so this part here, I want to talk about um, here at the top here it says, for example, there are about 350 direct quotes or clear allusions from the Old Testament found in the New Testament book of Revelation. So that's what I was talking about. This amounts to 15 Old Testament reference per chapter. It is no wonder that for many who do not have a good grip of the Old Testament, Revelation is essentially a closed book or who can really appreciate a, a Apostle Paul's discussion about Israel um, in Romans 9 through 11 if there's no understanding of Genesis 12 and Jeremiah 31. So comprehending the New Testament is crucial to understanding the New Testament. Now I just figured out how to, how to do it. Let me see here. Um, and then zoom in like that. I think that's a little better because the font is not as small, I think. So um, let's see here. And so here in this blue part here, it says, perhaps it is our lack of understanding of the Old Testament that has brought a basic deficiency in our knowledge of God. And as a result, our walk with him. And so we have to understand the person of, um, of God and understand his divinity and understand his holiness. And a lot of that is communicated in the Old Testament scripture. Um, there's one another paragraph here. Um, after a serious study of the Old Testament, one is inclined to walk with more reverence before our majestic father. So once we understand who God is and once we understand his plan of salvation, it gives you a, a total uh, respect, another respect for God and just to see how he dealt with mankind throughout the years 
Um, I don't know about you all, but when, when studying in this way, it really opened my eyes on who God is and, um, and to approach him in a very different manner than I, I used to before. Okay. I think we've, we've come, we've become so lax and so comfortable with God that we don't, um, recognize or keep in mind that he is a holy God in order to approach God, you must be right. And, um, you must be, um, you must understand who he is. And so there's another paragraph here. Um, it was a really good paragraph. I'm about to find it. I think it's in my notes though, but it, it, it talked about, um, Okay, yeah, here it is. This is the next paragraph. The church has surrendered her lofty concept of God and has substituted for one so low, so ignorable um, as, um, as to be unworthy of thinking, worshiping men. The low view of God entertained almost universally among Christians is, is the cause of a hundred lesser evils everywhere among us. A whole new philosophy of the Christian life has resulted from this one basic error in our religious thinking. And so if we think of God being so low, if we think of God being so common to man, you're going to miss out on understanding the holiness of God. And that we will see an example of that when we're studying the book of Genesis, when they were building the tower of, um, tower of Babel, uh, when they were trying to build this tower, build these steps, many believe that they were trying to build the steps for them to go up. But when you study ancient Near Eastern um, uh, culture and uh, their religion, they will build towers uh, pagan religions would build towers for their gods to come down and to um, and to interact with them. So they were trying to build this tower for our holy God <laughs> to come down to interact with the people. And that's why God destroyed it. That's what like, no, no, I'm holy. You're not just going to come to me anyway. And uh, when we look at the book of Exodus, the book of Exodus and um, Leviticus, gives us an outline of how, how Israel had to approach God. And it was a lot of guidelines. You just couldn't come to him anyway. Uh, one thing that we're going to understand is that our humanness, our flesh offends God. And so that's why, um, that's why every day we must die to our flesh because anything that is of flesh, anything that is of sin, that offends God. And um, just about almost every day, we try to come to God all willy-nilly and our prayers are halfway and sideways uh, because we have come to common with God. It's like us building a tower um, to God, trying to have him to come down to us, rather us doing what it takes to go up to him. And he provided provisions for that um, um, in our daily walk. Um, to seek him on a daily. Um, so we have to die to our flesh. We have to constantly stay in our word. We have to be obedient to his word. Eva, I was waiting for you. Go ahead and say say something. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I totally agree. And I, while, you was, um, while, while you were saying that, I just was sitting here like, wow, how, how, how blessed we are and how loving he is. Mm -hmm. to give us such a buffer i like to use the word such a buffer yeah. as the lord jesus christ and the holy spirit because outside of them we would have literally been destroyed yeah yeah 
Yes, yes, that is so true. And we are thankful for the Holy Spirit. And we're thankful for Jesus Christ, who was the ultimate sacrifice so that we can come to him uh, boldly. And so, yeah, the buffer, that buffer word that did something to me. So that's a good, that's a good word. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Anybody else having a comments or we're pretty good. Okay. All right, cool. So that's just something to, to really think about uh, when approaching God, um, make sure that we are approaching him the way that um, uh, he has designed for us to approach him. And we see it, we see it in the new, uh, in the old Testament of them trying to approach God anyway, God would destroy them. Boom. Like that. When they were trying to offer strange fire, uh, Nadab and Abihu, they were trying to uh, offer this strange fire. God killed them dead right then and there. <laughs> so we just like have to, that. You said that. As you said, like that. Like that. <laughs> and so we're thankful for grace. We're thankful for grace. Oh, yes. Yeah. That uh, sometimes we come to God all wrong. But uh, thankful for the intercessor, the chief intercessor, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, that that chief, uh, yeah, intercessor. chief intercessor. You hear me, huh? How he intercedes for us, and uh, so we're thankful for that. Okay, so just wanted to bring that point out there. So I talked about that point there. Let's go to the next slide. So not only. Is that the scripture I want to go to? That's the one I'm going to, it looks like. Yeah, okay. Not only the New Testament writers, but as the teacher sent to the lost sheep of Israel, Jesus himself relied upon the fact that his audience knew the scriptures, even if their level of knowledge was insufficient for salvation. During his time, the scriptures constituted the Old Testament scriptures only. Um, Jesus wanted his audience, uh, the Jews only, to see the big picture. And he was the one sent from God to put it all together. Okay. So when we look at the big picture, we're, we're talking about God's plan of salvation. Let's see, is that the next slide? No, it's not, but I'm going to go to it. God's, um, don't worry about this title here, Covenant Leadership Patterns, but um, to see God's plan of salvation um, coming from um, well, how he dealt with the world uh, from Genesis 1 through 11, and then he dealt with Israel from Genesis 12 to Acts 1, and then he deals with the church. So this is his plan of salvation, how he moves and he deals with each each group differently, okay? Um, and, so, um, and so in order to, um, like I said, understand Jesus' teachings, he, um, he was talking to a group of people that had an understanding of scripture or some type of understanding of scripture. Um, and uh, he wanted the Jews to understand why he came and he was putting the pieces together because even, even when he left, even when Jesus left, did died and, and he resurrected and he ascended up to heaven, many Jews still didn't understand this Jesus, the Christ. And so, um, and so we have to understand why he came and is uh and is told to us in the old testament on on his arrival and, and what to expect from this messiah uh when he comes on on earth okay um it says the reality is that his people today that's us still need to see the big picture in order to appreciate more fully what god has graciously done for us through his son but what old testament scripture 
um, might Jesus and the New Testament writers have relied on? Were they uh, different in any way from the ones we have today? So that is a question because the scriptures that they had in their day, I'm going to zoom in a little bit, is totally different from what we have today. Okay. So um, what, how, how many books are in the Old Testament? Mm-hmm. 39. 39. Thank you so much. I expect to see everybody who didn't answer an introduction to the Bible on Monday night. <laughs> yes, 39 books in the Old Testament. And that is in our Protestant Bible here in this um, far right column. It's 39 books, right? But the Bible or the scriptures that Jesus used, he had access to 53 books. So we are kind of at a deficit when it comes to our, our, our scriptures here. Um, and then when you really begin to delve into Jesus' teachings, he alludes to and he quotes from books that we don't even have. There's an there's a, a event that happened in John 10. Um, he was um, uh, observing the Feast of Dedication. You don't read about that in our books. You don't find that in the 39 books that we have. But if you read about, if you read in the Maccabees and second Maccabees, you'll find out what the Feast of Dedication is. And why did Jesus go to this Feast of Dedication? It was the dedication of the temple. Remember the temple was destroyed and they built it back up. And so now the Feast of Dedication and what we know today as Hanukkah, Jesus observed it. And so we have to understand why he did it. So we just can't fly through scripture. You want to have an understanding of that. And so there are some scriptures that we don't have that that Jesus alludes to, Paul alludes to, James alludes to, Peter alludes to. And so we're going to have a um, need to have an understanding of that. And so when when Jesus is talking about um, in scripture, um, uh, when he's when he's doing his teachings, um, he's he's teaching more than just from our 39 books. He's actually referencing and quoting books that we don't even have. So we're going to definitely learn um, about that as well. OK, so any questions or comments about that? I know some people are like, what? So. So with the, uh, the Hebrew Bible, they, they only have 24 books um, in, in, their, in their scriptures. Um, but this book here, um, the Septuagint or the Septuagint scriptures, um, which was uh, Hebrew scripture translated into Greek. And during um, even Jesus's time and during the intertestamental period, there were books still being written. So that's why we got all these other books that we don't have. There were books that were still being written. And so when it comes to our Protestant Bible, whoever put the, the Bible together, they thought that these books weren't authoritative. They thought they it wasn't from God. But when you really dig into the scriptures, you will see some of these books that we don't have quoted in our in our Protestant Bible. For instance, Jude, Jude quotes from um, uh, a book called the Book of Enoch. 
Jude uh, chapter one, verses, uh, I think it's 13 and 14 is a direct quote from the book of Enoch. So it's just like, when, what makes you think is not authoritative. And so we talked about last time about canons um, and how they're put together and they're put together by, by a group of people. They just uh, is a group of people from a faith community who deemed um, scriptures to be authoritative. And we saw, um, I said, I don't have that chart available, but we saw the, um, the development of the New Testament scriptures and how they took books out, they put books in and things of that sort. And they did the same thing with the Old Testament. They took books out, put books in. But the thing is, like when you're looking at Christian um, Bibles in the U.S., we only have 39, but Christian Bibles in Europe has more, have, have more books than we do. <laughs> so it's just um, learning about the history on why all of a sudden in America, we only have 39, but Christians in Europe, they have, they have, um, they have these books, <laughs> but we don't. So that kind of makes you, makes you wonder, makes you think. Okay. So when, um, so going back to my point, when looking, when understanding um, Jesus and what he was saying, uh, we have to open up our minds and open our, up our perspective of what is Old Testament scripture, okay? So we, uh, we're going to slowly but surely look at other books as well. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, uh, uh, I'm not going to put more on you than you can bear as far as um, uh, information, but we're just going to kind of look at some things um, and trying to put some things together, okay? So let me see here. I think there's some scripture I wanted to read. Let's see here. Oh yeah, there's some things I wanted to read out the book. Okay, here it is. The approach to the surveying to the surveyed book. So the Old Testament is made up of 39 books. These books contain the history of the nation of Israel, the laws of God for Israel, insightful and inspiring poetry, and the messages of numerous prophets. To observe how these books relate to one another, our study will begin with and will emphasize the 11 foundational books. These 11 books develop the storyline of the Old Testament. So like, okay, what does that mean? 11 foundational books here. So when you look at um, the red, these books on this line here, not the ones up here, but this main line here, it moves the storyline, okay? Uh, what, it, what I mean is that when you look at these books, these books are happening at the same time of Exodus and Numbers. So Leviticus and Deuteronomy do not move the timeline. They are happening simultaneously of Exodus and Numbers, okay? So they're kind of happening at the same time. So we're going, next week, we're looking at the beginning of our foundational books. And so we're going to kind of look at the timeline of, of, of um, the Old Testament history. As you see, it moves the timeline, but these books here are happening simultaneously of the foundational books, okay? So that's what he means when, when we're talking about foundational books, okay? Um, let's see here. This approach will aid in our awareness of the pattern, um, progression, and of the Old Testament scriptures, okay? Um, another emphasis of the study will be to develop the central unifying theme of the Old Testament, which is God's covenant promises to Abraham and his descendants. God's great covenant promises to Israel are the glue 
that holds the Old Testament together. So if you want to understand about the Abrahamic covenant, Davidic covenant, Mosaic covenant, we're going to discuss it in this book here. And I think in the intro, it talks about the Abrahamic covenant. So when you get the book, definitely read about the Abrahamic covenant. We're going to talk about it uh, next week. Um, there it is. I know I can zoom somehow. Um, and so, and I definitely look at the classifications of, of books and see how they um, connect. So you see here, this is the foundational books, 11 books. These are the complementary, complementary books that happens kind of simultaneously of the foundational books. Then we have books of poetry and wisdom. Uh, we, and then we have uh, prophets during the divided kingdom. That's when the, the kingdom split. Okay. And so um, there's various classifications on how you can break down um, the books. But we're going to kind of look at this, the first column here of the classification of, of the books. Okay. And here's another, another classification of, let me see here if I can zoom out. Oh, fully. I did something. Now I can't do it. Oh, man. Okay, there we go. Um, so the prophets during the single kingdom, uh, prophets during exile, and prophets during, after the exile. And so this will, this will help you um, when looking at scripture, um, the, early, the early prophets and the later prophets and things of that sort, because our, our Bible doesn't have them listed as um, the first prophet books or the early or whatever. The, the way that we have it in our Bible is they're listed as um, the amount of information of, of each book. So the first prof, uh, first book that we see when it comes to prophecy, I believe is Isaiah, because that, that book there has the most chapters. And so it goes from the amount of content um, versus um, looking at it on um, the earliest of writing. So it's, there's our book is not in a chronological matter. It's more of a thematic, um, more of a thematic way. Okay, so we're going to kind of look at that as well. Okay, um, let me see what else I want to um, deal with here. Any questions or comments before I? I just want to say that I, the, the way that what you're talking about is going to be very helpful because yeah. so many of these prophecies open up in the, you know, in the 10th year of King, whoever, mm -hmm. blah, 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 the word of the Lord came to me. And if you don't really understand the history, you can get confused with when stuff is happening. Yeah. When they're writing. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. It is. It can be confusing. I think that's what leads to a lot of people just not reading it because <laughs> it's just it's so much. And so now we're going to kind of take our time and kind of look at things and put it in perspective. So when you're reading it, your wheels begin to turn like, OK, this is the early king. This is going through the uh, the, the single kingdom and this is, you know, this is early and all that stuff. So, uh, so you're able to put it in perspective uh, when you're reading it. Okay. Uh, one more section, then I'll close out here. It says God's dealing with mankind. So the old Testament divided into two distinctive parts, each covering several 
thousand years of history. The first is Genesis 1 through 11, which is a record of God's dealing with mankind generally. During those years, there was no special group such as the church or the nation of Israel. So God was just dealing with the world. He was just dealing with individuals during this time, okay? And so that's when we get our, our um, important stories that we see, the creation, the fall, the flood, and the Tower of Babel. Those four stories there are stories that we're dealing dealing with the world. And so um, next week we're going to um, kind of hit on hit on these stories a little bit here, and we're going to talk about um, the timeline that went on during that time. So this is right here. Uh, if I can get it together, here we go. Genesis one through eleven. He's dealing with the world here, okay? And then Genesis 12, that's when Abraham came on the scene. Um, and that's uh, when we're dealing with um, the promise, the covenant of promise and things of that sort. And so we're going to um, hop into Genesis. We're going to look at some stories and um, kind of give you some structure on how to look at the book of Genesis. And also we're going to talk about the book of Exodus as well. Um, so any questions or concerns about that? You see, we got a little road ahead of us, but it's going to, I'm telling you, it's going to be a blessing. It's going to help you all tremendously. So um, if there are any questions, I want to show you all what's in the, let me see here, what's in the Dropbox or the, the drive here. And so when you go into the drive, you're going to see this chart so you get a bigger uh, picture of it. You're going to see this chart here. It's called the chart of dispensations. We're going to talk about that as well and how that breaks up um, in the Old Testament. And, the, and learning about dispensations um, shows us how God dealt with people in that particular dispensation. He deals with them differently than the way he deals with us in our dispensation of grace. Um, and so we're going to talk about that um, a little bit next week. Um, when it comes to, see, there was one more lesson here. When it comes to um, covenants, um, here's a list of covenants that you can look through. And it gives you kind of a short description of each covenant that you can look at. And this chart here um, is in our book, but I just kind of, you know, blew it up. Um, it gives, uh, gives us, uh, what covenants are, um, are available or were available out there. And so you see that the Abrahamic covenant, there are three sub covenants that come from it. You got the Palestinian covenant, the Vedic covenant, the new covenant, and then the covenant that doesn't connect to Abraham is the Mosaic covenant because it was a temporal covenant. Um, and so it's no longer in effect but the Palestinian, the Davidic, and the new is still in effect. And we'll see the fulfillment of that in the kingdom, okay? Um, so if you are in level three, um, uh, on, the, on the site, it says to learn, it says to, let me see, what does it say? To learn about, um, where is it here? Um, to learn about the four categories and the four errors of Old Testament history. So learn about formation, um, theocracy, monarchy, and restoration. Those are the four um, categories and also how it breaks down. So you got the patriarchs, you got the time of Moses and the time of Joshua. Um, it breaks down in that way. And then theocracy breaks down to priests and judges. Monarchy breaks down to the kings, but it breaks down even further. That's when we got the united, divided, and single kingdom. 
And then um, you got the uh, era of restoration, which is the um, post-exilic and exilic, which is dealing with um, Ezra and Nehemiah. But I think here in the book, I think it shows you, uh, oh, here it is, yeah. It gives you a breakdown of that here. So the formation here. So when you get the book, definitely um, look for this here. It breaks it down of how in order to have a nation, you must have people, law, and land. So that's why God was developing a people. He was calling a people um, at the end of Genesis. You will see that um, God was starting to form his people with Joseph. It, they only had like, I think it was 75 people. But when you um, look at the beginning of Exodus, all of a sudden there, there's uh, 2.5 million people. So from the gap of Genesis to Exodus is 275 years. And so from that gap there, now there's 2.5 million people. So God developed his people. And so now he had to take his people out of Egypt and begin to give them the law. And then from there, he, he told them that there is a land that belongs to you that you must conquer. And so that's in, in order to have a nation, in order to be considered a, a, a nation, you have to have these three, okay? So we're gonna talk about that um, more next week. So any comments or questions? We're doing all right, y'all still surviving? All right. <laughs> so I know it was a, a, a lot. Uh, when you get the book, when you begin to read it, uh, what I said today will begin to preferably make sense and just um, definitely pray uh, for the Holy Spirit to give you illumination and understanding of, of what is going on here. So um, if there aren't any questions, make sure you download the documents um, in the Google Drive. This video will be available on the website um, by the end of the day. Um, and if you know somebody who couldn't make it but want to view it, make, make sure to tell them to fill out the form that is on the site um, in order to receive credit. And if you have not registered, please register. Uh, to get a book. And if you want to donate, you can definitely do that at any time. Just make sure you put TLC so that our uh, illustrious uh, financial officer can to, to know where the funds um, are directed to. Okay. So um, anybody else? That's, that's a nice thing to say. You, you were in good mood this morning. Praise but, the Lord. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm buttering you up. So when the funds come, uh -huh, uh -huh. cover the <laughs> Praise our God. Uh, Sharon, do you have a question? Yeah, I was just going to say, I really appreciate um, this class. You know, when you're, um, you always hear, um, read your Bible, read your Bible. But if you do not know how to interpret the Bible or, or you know, the background behind it, you kind of get lost in it. So yeah. this class has very been very illuminating. It's been very um, transformative. Just, you know, just um, being able to, because if you read it, you're and don't understand the background of it, and you think things are supposed to go to you, but they really aren't. You know, right. it, it just so I really appreciate this class. I really appreciate the church doing this and opening it up. Amen. I'm glad that is a blessing. And uh, as we go through the scriptures, it's going to be even more of a blessing. I don't know. It blesses me to um, uh, I have a different respect uh, for scripture now when I finally understood the background of what was going on. So yeah, definitely. Um, anybody else? Good. 
Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and pray out. And at any time you have questions, you want to shoot me a question, you can shoot me an email or Facebook or whatever. So I am here, okay? So let's pray out. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you, God, that you are God alone and that you rule and reign and have all dominion. We thank you, oh God, for this um, journey of learning the Old Testament and putting things in perspective and understanding your plan of salvation for mankind. Um, I thank you, oh God, for the hunger and for the dedication of the people who are um, in, in this class, oh God. And I pray that um, the word can be spread even more, God, to bring people in, um, to train them to be disciples of Jesus Christ and to be able to, to, um, to teach others as well um, and to uh, be able to take the principles here and take um, your word and to be able to apply it to our lives, God. And so, God, we thank you, God, for what you're doing, and we thank you for what you have already done, God. And as we see, you have done a lot, God, and it's right and good, God. So, God, we lift you up, and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, you guys, have a good week, and I'll see you all next week. Good class, Elder. Love you, guys. See you soon. Bye-bye.